looking to reduce your energy bills, Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps, we offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Good evening, this is Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson and John Hartson. John just off the flight back from Rotterdam. Celtic last night. I have to ask you, first of all, 2-0 defeat, nine-man Celtic. What happened in that 47th minute at that free kick? That seemed to be the key moment. Yeah, well, I thought Celtic were doing very well up to that point. And then uh, they get the free kick. It's Stengs, who I thought was the best player on the night. Four fire nodes. Um, I think Joe Hart gives him far too much room. He's over on the right-hand side of his goal. I'm not proclaiming to know a lot about goalkeeping. Man, and I think Joe's give him that sort of big area and I think being the, the class professional that Joe Hart is, I think he'd have a look at that himself and we, he'd be disappointed with with uh, allowing that free kick to go because the ball bounced as well, Paul. It's had to go a long way. It's travelled about 20, I think it's 28 yards out. It's travelled a long way. The wall as well didn't do his job. Uh, you've got to stand and take one in the face or take one um, if you're standing strong. That's why you're in the wall but um, no, it was a poor goal to give away, in particular right on 45 yeah. minutes. It's a huge shot in the arm for, for Feyenoord. You just said on the telly, yeah. just about half-time, that would be a good way to go in at nil-nil. Barry, what were you thinking at that time with the game, watching both of them? Well, what John says, I thought it was a pretty even first half. Um, and it was lacking real quality, I thought. Maybe that was down to the weather. The weather, I mean, John was, was in... Um, and it looked windy on the, the TV when watching it but it was just that that goal um, they conceded at the end with the free kick the only real bit of quality in the first half and it was from Stengs who was as John mentioned again was um, the, the only player in the park with, with real quality I thought throughout the, the full 90 minutes um, and the two sending offs listen I think they were sending offs I don't think Lager Bielka can Complain. I know his arm goes across. I know it's soft, but Joe Hart's actually getting the ball, Paul. And then home, obviously, he's, he's been in with his studs up and it's caught the guy in the shin. So I think overall, Celtic will be disappointed getting in 1-0 down at half-time. But I thought in the second half, Firenard showed a bit more quality and, and they obviously they got that, that second goal which eventually killed the game off. We're open for business now. 0808 17 17 700. Barry Ferguson is here and we'll be looking forward to the Rangers game. Real Betis will be in town for the match tomorrow night. Uh, Barry, just looking forward to that. We'll hear from Michael Beale and John, just back. Great coverage last night. Pity about the result. But at 2-0, maybe that was a... A surprise in a way because they had so many chances then. Quite rightly, they were chalked off, yeah. but down to nine men. Have you ever played with just nine men? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, did it once for Arsenal. Listen, you've yeah. got half a chance with ten men. Saying that, it's going to be very difficult yeah. away from home. But then I think the sending off of, of young home, um, I don't think he, he's got any excuses really. He's no. slid, his, his yeah. studs are in the air, his, his foot comes up. And although he doesn't make much contact with Weefer, um, the fire node player, you know, still, uh, and don't forget, Paul, these two decisions went, went to VAR. The, yep. the two mm -hmm. penalties went to VAR and VAR decided that, um, 
you know, home should be sent off and the Lager Bielka challenge on Stings um, should have given, the penalty should have been given. I thought the Lager Bielka one was a bit harsh. I thought it was soft. I know what Barry's saying. I think it's two, two, two players going for the ball. And if, if, if you look back at the, the footage, I think the, the ball is actually either running out of play or Joe Hart's going to come out and pick the ball up. So there was, there was no need to get into that physical battle, really, to get first to the ball. It looked nothing at first, didn't it? Because yeah. the ball so was I thought, I thought, I thought yeah. that one was soft, but then I think the home one... And then yeah. once you go down to nine men, it's just, it's just damage limitation from there. The game, the game is almost bed, dead and buried yeah. by that time. Yeah, it comes down to a bit of an experience. Uh, that, that's that's a key to both um, sending offs as I mentioned earlier on I think he's got to realise when you're in that moment you've got to be aware of what's running about you and he's got to be aware that Joe Hart is actually coming to collect the ball and, and Young Holmes just a bit too keen he's obviously went on and he's trying to get in about the final players and he is high and it's that one's definitely a sending off I did think the first one was soft but I can understand why it was given 47 minutes had gone, come and gone. It was the second minute of injury time in the first half. It was nil-nil. And then it was that free kick. Stengs, as you mentioned, took it left-footed and it didn't go well for Celtic. The manager spoke about it afterwards. He was asked about the wall, what he thought about it. Yeah, no, no, listen, we uh, we talked about it inside. It's I like the players to make decisions and, and there was a decision in the game to, to change the wall, thinking that something else might happen. But you have to then make sure the wall is correct, otherwise you get done. So it's it's a very, very small detail, but if you don't look after it, um, you end up uh, conceding. So it was bitterly disappointing at that stage because we had played well in the game. Well, I'm thinking, you know, the, the wall, um, Joe Hart's probably thinking 30 yards out there, there's got to be some strike to beat me. And that's why I'm saying Joe was over on on he give he give Stengs too much room on the left side of his goal. He was edging right out to the right. So if he puts it in the left corner, it's a long way to make up for Joe to get back. Joe did get a hand to it and obviously pushed into the side netting. But listen, I think Joe Hart will admit himself. He said today he's going to have a look at it. Yeah. Um, but a, a player with that experience, I think he'll be disappointed himself that. Um, uh, that that he never quite that, that he never saved that and I I don't think um, you know he is a professional Joe Hart he's fantastic for Celtic over the years yeah. while he's been here and he'll have a look at that and he'll probably admit look I I should have done better with that free kick but saying that Paul Celtic then had the whole second half um, you know and then and then you go down to you go down to nine men and as I said you know it, it's it's a case of keeping the score down then but I thought up until 45 minutes I thought uh, Maeda went through and really worked well and rather in, in goal for them he got down with good save with his right hand um, yeah a I, 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 chance as well although Barry you mentioned yeah, in the office yeah, I, when I was watching I don't know what John's thoughts um, are on it when he, he's through and takes a shot he's got to be aware and certainly with the quality that Hitati's got I thought he would have been aware that Ky- Kyogo was at the side him when he can just slip him in and then Kyogo's got a, obviously a clear chance on, on goal So these are opportunities for Celtic we're talking about in the first half yeah, sure. you know so they were, they were well in the game Paul you, and Barry knows you go away from home if you can get in that nil-nil all of a sudden you know you, you, you can regroup Brendan has a chat with the players. Come on, we're doing really, we really well here. There's been nothing in the game, and that's why it it, it costs Celtic to to concede at the time that it did. Remember, we went to Liverpool a few years back. Alan Thompson scored a free kick, forty five minutes, 
And then all of a sudden, then, you know, we go in 1-0. It totally changes half time. Yep, it did, I remember. Barry, we're going to talk Rangers as well in a moment or two. Sifuentes coming into it. Raskin is not going to be playing tomorrow night. Yeah, um, obviously took a, a sword one on his calf. He's going about now for a, a number of weeks. But again, that's the reason why you've got a big squad. Mm. It allows somebody else the opportunity to come in. Sifuentes travelled a long way um, back home from South America and Friday wasn't ready to play, so... Listen to Michael Beale's presser, it sounds as if Fuentes and Ryan Jack are going to come into that midfield. You're looking forward to this tomorrow, aren't you? I suspect. Yeah, you, you've got to look forward. Listen, yeah. ideally you want to be playing in the main competition yeah. and that's the Champions League. Um, but Rangers weren't good enough to get through that. PSV were the better team and now it's on to Euro yeah, Europa League and you're, you're coming up against a good team in Real Betis. Um, but you're at home, you've got the vast majority of the crowd behind you um, and I'm... I'm Pretty sure that the Real Betis um, players are no fancy the, the weather that's <laughs> here in Scotland just hey. now. So, yeah. yeah, you've got to go in. You've got to go in with the mindset that you've got to try and win the game of football. Certainly when you're at home, but away from home in Europe, as John knows as well, it's it's so difficult to get results. Here's Stephen on the line from Argentina. I don't know how the weather is there, Stephen, but what's on your mind? Good evening. Good evening there. How are you going, Barry? How are you going on there, John? I'm fine, thank you. How, How are you, are you Stephen? A couple, couple, of, couple, of, couple of legends there to the both it, sides of the old firm there. They sure are, they. It's brilliant to have the two of them on here at Go Radio. We are very, yeah. very lucky. We pay them a fortune, mind you, but... <laughs> no, I haven't a clue. That's above my pay grade. Barry a fortune. That, that, hey, that's, ab that's above my pay grade. So, Stephen, what are you thinking? Do you watch the Celtic game last night? I've watched that and I've watched them all and I listen to what Barry says and I listen to what John says. At the end of the day, the old firm are no good enough for the teams of the past to compete in the Champions League. And I think there's more chance of winning the Eurovision Song Contest than actually getting out of that group. No, I, I, I just, they've no got the, the players are no there. The Champions League is, is, miles, is miles and miles away from them. There's more chance of maybe in the Conference League or something like that, you know. And, but you can see how big Ange went to Spurs. He took Celtic to a level, and to go above that level, you would need the money like the Saudis have got. Somebody's going to come in there and spend millions and millions, but the teams and players will not come and play to Scotland. You go to Peterhead, Annan, Montrose, or right down to Greenock Martin. That's not going to happen. And the only way Celtic and Rangers will ever progress out of healthy Scottish football, the Champions League moved away from into the English division. Started in the lower leagues, mm. fought their way through it. Because Celtic Rangers, as you both all know, is the biggest brand name outside Coca-Cola. They've got the advertising, they've got the world-based plan. They'll need to get out of Scottish football. They're stagnating in there. For us to compete in the Champions League, we'll need to get totally away from Scottish football. Right. And you do not play in the top leagues doing there. Okay. Well, it nearly happened maybe 20 years ago or so, but it, it's not going to happen now, is it? What do you feel about the comments, both of you? Well, I, I disagree in a way. Saldigal Rangers are not going to win the Champions League, but I think both teams can be competitive in the competition. All right, Saldigal were bottom of the group last season. Rangers were also bottom of the group. But I just think, looking at final, looking at that first 45 minutes, Lazio have lost three out of the four opening games in, in Serie A. Celtic had a different proposition at home, so are Rangers. And Celtic, there is no doubt about it, they can beat Lazio in two weeks' time at Celtic Park. 
And and then obviously you, you've got um, Atletico Madrid who are strong, but Lazio got a point with them last night. And Celtic, I, I think Stephen, progress for Celtic in Europe is third place. It's, it's European football beyond Christmas. And th- there's no doubt in my mind that Celtic can get third in this group if they push on and, and get on a little bit of a run. Um, you know, certainly I, I feel it and I think that's progress. Barry? Yeah, I agree. In terms of in the Champions League, I think Celtic should be looking at getting third place. There's no doubt about that. Listen, it's going to be difficult. I think it's going to be between them and fire, no, no yeah. doubt about it. But at home, I know myself, we come up against real top teams and and you need a bit of luck as well at times. Um, and that's what Celtic will need. But they need to be looking at getting that third place, making sure they're in Europe after Christmas. And Rangers, in terms of being in that Europa League group, I said it last week, Paul, or said it, sorry, the start of this week, is Rangers need to be getting out of that. There's no doubt in my mind if you look at the teams. Betis, Prague, Limassol. If Rangers don't get out of that, then I think it'll be worrying times for them. Stephen? No, I totally disagree with the two of them. Then the end of the day, the old firm, both of them couldn't even beat Colmarnock. Celtic's out a one cup. I, I can't see even Celtic being the Scottish Cup at the end of this season. I think, before Christmas, I think he's a delusionalised guys. Celtic and Rangers, they're well out of their depth. They don't have the players about Barry or Gascoigne for these English, English international he's all brought up there, Barry. Same with but, Celtic. Celtic, a lot of great players in there, but see now, you don't have these teams. But Stephen, 16 months ago, Rangers got to the Europa League final. I know I'm it's just, not the Champions League. Say, <laughs> 16 months ago. Aye. But, it was a one-off they got there. But not, that's what I'm saying. That's the, maybe the kind of level. See your guys, your Aston Villas and your West Ham's and all these... Yeah. I think Celtic would beat West Ham. Do you, John? Yeah, really two-year-old yeah. teams, right? Yeah, okay, I, I, but the money difference, the differential, Stephen, we do agree with you there. The money is on another planet another in planet. England, isn't another it? Planet. I know that. Yeah. Well, well, in terms of transfer and, fees yeah, and, and salaries, was, yeah. yeah, and the money, you know, the, the the money is not there anymore to go and buy, you know, ten, fifteen million pound players. Not that they ever did that before, but. I remember Edward. I think Brendan Celtic um, coughed up £9 million mm-hmm. for Edward. Uh, and I just think now, uh, I genuinely believe, you talk about Ange, uh, Ange Postecoglou, last season he won the treble, Celtic finished bottom of the Champions League group. Yeah. But because the, the quality, yeah, you can win domestically, but you need to add, you, you need to add the quality to what you've already got. And, Celtic and Rangers just, just haven't got that type of money around them to go and splash out on these marquee signings. It opened my eyes up when I was over Ninthoven. When you actually watch it in the flesh and you could see the levels, the difference in levels, and PSV never won the Dutch League last year. And they were um, well in front of Rangers in terms of quality. And I thought last night, listen, it was an even first half, no doubt about it, but I thought the second half you could see Firenode's quality starting to come through. Stephen, thanks very much for calling in. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Uh, I was going to ask him to come, gonna gonna him to come back on if Celtic oh. and Rangers do get, uh, do get progress. Just, the, well, uh, we'll do. We've we'll got the number. We will, yeah. But yep. you look at Atletico Madrid and Lazio, I think they'll go for first and second place. Mm-hmm. And then it's between Celtic and Firenode. It's, it's like a mini group down the bottom and a mini group at the at the top and you've got to go in with the, the belief and the mindset that you, you you try and get that third place and I look at Rangers group now you're not playing against top teams you're playing against very good teams um, and you should be expected to get out of that when you look at them Limassol and Prague 
come on. Exactly. Rangers should be yeah. comfortably be, uh, comfortably beating them at home, and then away from home, you should be looking looking to beat at least Limassol and taking something for Prague. Shall we hear from the two managers? We're also going to hear from Billy Gilmer in a special later a good, in the program. He's a good player. Exactly, great Scottish player. Thanks, Stephen, for that call. You could call in now as well. 08 08 17 17 700 or go on the socials at Go Football Show. First up, then let's uh, hear from Brendan Rogers. His take on the two 0 defeat last night at Feyenoord. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it was. Look, I um, think the what we showed in the game that, uh, for this tournament as well that we're going to be competitive. At the level we started off really, really well. For the first sixty minutes, the game was was very close. There wasn't too much in it, not too many chances, but I thought we looked a threat and, and progressed the ball really well at times into the final third and with maybe better decision making and releasing the pass, then we, we maybe could have uh, ourselves opportunity to, to get in front. Disappointed by the goal. The goal right on half time. We uh, we should never concede, especially at that that moment but we're still well in the game at half time uh, we come out like I said very even for, for 60 minutes and then uh, unfortunately for us we we, uh, we get the two players sent off it's it's a really difficult level 11 v 11 but 9 v 9 it was uh, or 11 v 9 it, it was difficult but I have to applaud the players and their spirit and the mentality they kept going and uh, I say it, uh, it was harsh on them Would you agree with that John the the players didn't give up. You wouldn't have thought that would be the Celtic yeah, but Brendan, team. Brendan just gives you an overview there. Yep. You know, I'd like Brendan to do an interview and say, mm-hmm. well, he didn't think it was a penalty. Or I, I didn't quite think uh, Kyogo was okay. used enough. I thought he was isolated at the top of the pitch. And maybe give us a reason why the free kick went in. Um, and, and that's more of an in-depth interview here, rather than give right. us a bit of an overview. All right, here he is then on the red cards that right. you mentioned. What did he think? Yeah, yeah. obviously bitterly disappointed afterwards, the first experiences of, of games at this level, but that's a, that's a big learning for them. Gustav had done well until that point. Yeah, you know, got two inexperienced centre-halves. I thought Liam Scales was outstanding on, on the night and, uh, and Gustav up until that point been uh, coping well so both of them will be bitterly disappointed but uh, but they, they will learn from it a bit more on the red cards Gustav it, it, there's no there's no drama the ball's running through the goalkeeper I think it's inexperienced by the two guys you just got to let the ball run through you don't have to be in the fight use your arm I still thought it was a bit harsh but I can see maybe why they, the ref gave it but we, we can avoid that situation for sure the second one again it's a young player 20 years of age very committed and uh, but at this level you can't you can't go to ground. So uh, I didn't think it was at the time, but just looking at it back, I mean, you see it slowed, his foot's up. So uh, yeah. at this level, you'll uh, you'll get punished for that. John? That's exactly what we said. We, yep. we, we both said that it was a little bit harsh. Um, Gustav Lagerbielka, uh, two players racing for the ball. I think Lagerbielka's not quite aware that Joe Hart's come in for the ball. An experience. And there was no need to get into a battle, yeah. in particular mm-hmm. in his own penalty box. And then home, Brendan says, you know... That, that's aware- <clears throat> Sorry, that's awareness for me. He's got to be aware that the goalkeeper is going to be collecting the ball. And it comes down to, I think Brendan Rodgers summed it up perfectly, it's an experience, I think, a young boy home who, to be fair, looks a real good football player. Yeah. He's just coming on and he's keen, isn't he? He's wanting to get in amongst it and he's went too high and it's just one of the things that happens. Um, but it was interesting to, before Stephen came on... Brendan Rodgers says players make the decisions in yeah. terms of the, the set up the walls or whatever the teams that I played and it was up on the board the set ups yep. yeah and um, it was the, obviously the staff that made those decisions so that was an interesting comment 
And if you are going to go in the wall, right, if you make a decision, even if it's between the players, if the players decide what players are going to stand in the wall, you've got to stand there and you've oh. got to be brave. You're in the wall for a reason, to potentially take a ball in the face or in the stomach or anywhere. The wall just didn't do its job. Not to say that I think he was so far out. I still think Joe Hart, 30 yards... And Joe will tell you himself, I think he's given him a lot of room on the left-hand side. It wasn't particularly hit particularly hard. The ball bounced mm -hmm. before it hit, before it wasn't almost like it was whipped in the top corner. And Joe, Joe will be disappointed with yeah. that. He makes saves all the time. But as the keeper that he is, he's, he's got to look at that and think, was his positioning right as Stengs is coming up to hit the ball? I don't think it was. And I think Joe will admit that himself, be, being the honest person that he is yeah there's a couple of things that went wrong the wall didn't do its job in Joe Hart if you ask Joe Hart he's honest I know him because I played sure. with him yeah. he'll hold his hands up and say that he could have he could have done better if it, it, was... it was a real sucker punch Paul. yeah I know cause I because heard... they, they were playing really well they were coping with what um, Feyenoord threw at yeah. them they threw a bit at yeah, Feyenoord as well keep, yeah. I don't yeah. think Joe Hart Joe Hart had one comfortable save mm. um when it came in from the left-hand side and he just just tipped it over the bar. It was, it was a save that you'd expect him to make. See, if there was no wall, would he have saved it? Or is that daft? Would he well, have if, it if, 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 if his position yeah. is in the same place, uh, then the ball mm. would have ended up you know, where, where it finished. The, but the goalkeepers have got a big hand in what the setup is as well mm -hmm. in terms of what he wants, what he was size? so far out, Barry? It was almost like... They, they were almost a little bit naive well he can't score from here mm. because he was a long way yep. out you know if, if he, I mean, the pitch looks I mean there was a lot of rain so obviously mm. it's going to it took a bounce before they went in and it's going to skid right off the off the surface but there has been a couple of mistakes there the wall didn't do its job and obviously I think if you asked Joe and known them that he'll say that he could have done um, a lot better and listen to Brendan Rodgers as well talking about the first half he mentioned released passes earlier I think he's talking about the Hitati one mm with Kyogo where he's mm. got to be aware that Kyogo's in a better position and he would have had a free shot and goal quick break and then it's Michael Beale next the Go Radio football show with Global Eco Energy personal face-to-face -face advice on renewable energy products let's go loads of calls coming in and comments after Celtic's 2-0 defeat against Feyenoord last night uh, they'll play them again in the final game of the qualifying section so long time away a lot could happen we're going on to Rangers now, but before that, Barry, what about that strike last night by Providel, yeah. the Lazio goalkeeper? It's yeah. a header that the big man would have been proud of. Yeah, yeah. late run into the box. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, the big man's obviously yeah. been been um, yeah. practicing, no yeah. doubt about it. But what a finish and the the run, as I said, he timed it to mm -hmm. to perfection. And listen, he got Lazio that that vital point. Amazing, right at the end, John. Yeah. It was a great header, but oh, by yeah. the way, he'd come in with some pace oh, as well. Yeah. It was whipped in and he timed his run to yeah. perfection. Did it take you back to your days? Big, big yeah. point as well. Sure. Big point for What Lazio. does that mean? For, is that good news for Celtic? Do you feel yeah. that? Well, you yeah. either want someone like one team to totally run away with uh -huh. the group when everybody play for second, or you very much think if Celtic can beat Lazio all of a sudden mm. and then yeah. and then Feyenoord can take something of Atletico Madrid, you can find yourself top of the group with three points. Barry, it is good news, isn't it? For Celtic, yeah, I, I th yeah, I think you're coming in after the game, obviously yeah. down with the, the result and the performance, and then you look at the result. Um, they're a draw, one each. They're only a point um, behind the, yeah. the other two teams. So listen, they're still listen, another five games. 
still a lot of football to be played and and I, think, I just find some people always kind of look down in Scottish football I've not yeah, got this and sure. not got that but listen it's a different ball game yeah. when mm. people come to Glasgow and playing um, European nights at either Ibrox or, or Celtic Park teams find it difficult Paul when the fans yeah. and the atmosphere and you hear a lot of the, the players that come and play here for the clubs go away and say best atmosphere I've played in and Brendan Celtic Rod- will have players Brendan back Rogers as well. said it a couple yep. of weeks ago when, when Celtic um, lost to Kilmarnock in the right. cup. He said there's going to be an inquest. There's going to be an inquest about my my decision making in terms of the players I've picked. The best thing to do, let it all simmer. There is an inquest. You have to go through the the the, the goals conceded, everything else that happened in the game, why we lost, and then it's a case of dust yourself down. And get on a Celtic have a big game away at Livingston the weekend, which will be difficult there. Coming back from Europe, we know both Celtic and Rangers have had problems away at Livingston on the on the, the 4G pitch. So Celtic have to dust themselves down very quickly. They're, they're decimated with injuries defensively. You look, Welsh is out, sure. Navroski's out, Cameron Na- Carter Vickers. Nat Phillips picked yeah. up an ankle. So they have four centre backs yeah. missing. So, you know, they, they're going to have to... To be um, fair, watching the game last night, I've got to say, I thought Liam Scales was good last night. Yeah, his passing was good. Yeah, was I, I thought he was good. Mm. Really good. Um, yeah. And he's a guy that you thought was in Siberia. Yeah. Mm. He was uh, maybe going back to Aberdeen. Never looked that he was ever going to have a Celtic career. But one thing about him is he, he defended really well. And as John says, on the ball, he was composed. And that's what you need when you're yeah, away yeah. from home in Europe. Well, he keeps playing like this yeah. he can make a case sure. you know he, he can become a regular I'm laughing because Barry's just said like Siberia could have been Aberdeen is cold I'm not sure no, if it's as cold you know what I mean he was, I exactly he was out of the picture course, totally. Totally. I don't think he was totally. even in the thinking absolutely he, he Brendan Rodgers yep. and sometimes you need that yep. slice of luck with yep. injuries to get that opportunity to maybe go and show that listen I might not be a certain starter week in week out but I could have a career at Celtic. You know the voices, it's Barry Ferguson and John Hartson. We've got the biggest two names in Scottish football here with us tonight in the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. How's the big man looking? I think he looks quite well despite the late flight. Were you and Rory Hamilton and Emma Dodds, did you have a late night to pint? No, we no? went out for a bite. Yeah. We went out for a bite. We flew over on Monday. I went yeah. from Edinburgh. The guys would have gone from Glasgow, flew into Amsterdam, who's about an hour hour away, Rotterdam. You like got, the Got areas. into a hotel, yeah. beautiful NH hotel. Beautiful hotel, and we went. We all went for a bite to Good. eat yep. <coughs> with Good. the producer and everything okay. on, on yep. Monday night, just light, something nice. Yep. Pretty much, and then, and then obviously uh, Tuesday. Then you had all day to prepare for the game. It's a long day, Paul, sure. because last night's kickoff was nine o'clock. I know, locally, yeah. obviously local time, yeah. So, but plenty of time to do your prep. Total pro, Barry. You'd expect nothing less from John Hartson. Yeah, and his bed. Um, I heard at ten o'clock. Well, I was up, night. At, I was up yep. at five o'clock this yep. morning from my. Uh, from my early morning flight. I've talked about the night before. Exactly, yep. He's away and doing it right. right. I don't know if I could have done exactly. that. <laughs> In bed by 11, home by 1am is the old gag. Let's uh, go to Michael Beale then for Rangers. Tomorrow night, Betis in town. First of all, what's the injury update? No, Nico's out until after the national break with a calf problem. Took a kick in the game and afterwards the kick is is given him a problem in his muscles. So him, Todd and Danilo are the three that are missing. Okay, so Barry, your thoughts on that? Uh, Danilo, we knew was going to be out. What about Raskin? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know he was going to be injured. Obviously, it was a surprise when I heard the news today. But listen, that, that gives somebody else an opportunity now. It's from four players. It's either Lundstrom, Jack, Sifuentes or, or Lawrence. The only thing with Lawrence is, you've got to remember, he's been out for a long time, Paul. He's come back in and I thought he looked to part against St. Johnson. A, a brilliant ball through for Mentondo to get that second goal. Um, so you obviously need to be careful with guys like Lawrence and, and Kmar Roof as well. It'll be interesting to see if he starts. I would start him personally because I think Kmar Roof fit 100%. He's um, still the best centre forward at, at Rangers. So yeah, that midfield four, will he put Jack and Sifuentes alongside Lawrence or will he go away? the more workman-like midfield, the Jack, Lundstrom and Sifuentes. So, looking forward to see what, what the actual start eleven is going to be. Sifuentes, the man they're talking about here, is the manager's view on Sifuentes and giving a reason, I think, why he wasn't around at the weekend. Well, I think he came in very late. I thought in his first couple of games, he did some really good things. He fantastic cross against Savet, which should have been an assist. He had one also against Livingston, where the defenders made a fantastic block from Cyril Dessert. So, he's been unfortunate in that. Then he's been away on international duty, so this is his moment. He's been here for a while now. I, I said it recently that you know the new players have been here long enough now. He was the last one to come in, but I still think he's ready to go. No, because the reason Sifuentes never played at the weekend was he didn't arrive back until the Friday morning from South America and had played at altitude, so he's ready to go. Ryan Jack's there as well, so it, it doesn't change in terms of, uh, of us having options in midfield, obviously. Nico's been playing and, and was probably uh, one of our stronger performance performers at the weekend. So in that sense, we're losing a good player, but we've got a good one coming in. Bill's been on the socials, Barry. What's your team for tomorrow oh, night? Give, give me a yep. couple of minutes. Of course, we'll do. Down, but it's well, interesting yeah. there now, Michael Beale saying, there's not going to be any excuses now for the new mm. players. They've been here long enough. They've had long enough to settle in, get used to the, the environment and the demands of playing at Rangers. So now it's time to... To just the goods on the on the pitch. Um, look, I like Sifuentes. I've seen a lot of clips of him. Um, he looked apart when he first came in, and naturally you take a wee dip. You've got to understand he's came for a, a total different league. But if he gets the opportunity tomorrow, he'll need to show that he can become a, a really good Rangers player. John? Yeah, and he's got his two Welsh lads back, hasn't he? Flying, Matundo and Lawrence, who didn't yep. they didn't play a lot last season, but. Um, you know, they're both making an impact this season, aren't they? And as you say, Tom Lawrence, I know of his talents. What do you make of him? I like him. Yeah. I, I like Lawrence. Um, he played well for Derby. I know Derby got relegated and, and uh, Wayne Rooney. But um, That was tough with the points deduction yeah, and everything, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Rooney made him his captain. Mm -hmm. So he's obviously got some, some leadership qualities there. And I'm glad for as, as, as a mate, as, as a Welsh mm. lad, um, that he's playing again because you know you you want to wish people to do well not not too well by the way Paul but no. I'm I'm delighted that he's uh, yeah. that he's back that he's back fit and now we can show people his real qualities and and why he was brought to Rangers in the first place but we all want the big two to do well don't we in Europe yeah, of course it's great for the city great for Scotland and uh, also for the coefficient we've got Aberdeen tomorrow night as well that'd be tough for them in Frankfurt and let's hear a bit more from Michael Beale though about the Danilo injury. Here's the update. I see him yesterday. Uh, he still looks sore, if I'm honest. He's obviously had successful surgery on the areas. It's not just one area. The areas impacted. I think he'll be back in non-contact training around the back end of the international window. So ideally, 
he would be back the first week after the October internationals, but it might be a couple of weeks after that. We'll just have to see. He's got another consultancy appointment in two weeks. It's not a sellout yet, I don't think, Barry, is it for tomorrow night? Because the crowd plays such a huge role. Yeah, they're, they're massive. Listen, I still think there'll be a real healthy yeah. crowd. I know the Dangerous supporters are light. Listen, they've had a tough few weeks, no doubt about it. A couple of disappointing results, but that, they, listen, they come back strongly against St Johnson at the weekend. And listen, European nights under the floodlight sheet, you can't beat them at Ibrooks. It's the first time back since the Celtic game and he was asked you know, about the crowd and the importance of them tomorrow night. I think they'll be behind the team. They, you know, they showed it every week. They support us. You know, the, I thought the fans were excellent at St Johnston at the weekend. There was, um, they cheered the team off. They clapped them off. So I think they want to see uh, their team go after Real Betis and we'll do that as best as we can. They're a good side. You know, the Players like Ishko in there and the Jose Perez, we have to be careful with some of their attacking players. But the most important thing tomorrow is that we come off that pitch and we're talking about Rangers players. That's the aim for everybody. As I say, it's a, it's a real high-quality game. We're looking forward to it. We have been since the draw came out. And Barry, the expectations probably are and should be high. I mean, Rangers are in pot one for a reason. Yeah, yep. exactly. Um, and over the course of the last few seasons, they've done yep. um, pretty well in, in Europe. So you're at home, Paul. So you've got to take the game to the opposition. And, and I'm not being disrespectful with Real Betis. Look, they're, they're mid-table. I know they finished sixth last year in La Liga. They are a good team, but from, in my eyes, they're not a top team. So Rangers need to make sure that they, they come out of the traps and, and go and pressurise them because you're at home. And this is where you want to pick up the points. Yeah, and Mike, Michael Beers took a lot of criticism since the, the Celtic defeat. But what he's done, he's got his team to bounce back really well in beating St. Johnson uh, on the road. Um, all he can do is set his team up. And I like the way now he's putting the responsibility onto his players. So, you know, he, he's not trying to protect them all the time and saying, well, they're settling in and they're new, it takes time. No, they, they've had a couple of months at the football club now. They've, they, you know, they start to play in Europe. He's going to need them players to start performing for him. And all he can do is prepare the team. And, and ultimately, when them players run onto the pitch, it's down to them to perform. They need, right, need to realise you're at a massive club. There's expectation, you know, there's pressure. And they need to perform. Michael Beal has given them a, a brilliant opportunity to play for the football club. They need to go and perform. And all, all, all they can do is bounce back. And he did take an awful lot of criticism. A lot of people coming on here, we want him out, he's not good at this, that and the other. But all he can do is win football matches. A bit more about... Yeah, Barry? Yeah, yeah I, I said that there's got to be a collective responsibility. Look, I understand the manager signs the players, he coaches the players, he picks the starting eleven, But the players can't hide behind the manager. Once you cross that white line, Paul, it's on you to go and produce the goods sometimes you, you you can't play well all the time I totally get that but one thing is you've got to make sure if you're not playing well you try and grind result, uh, results out and as I said he says there's no excuses now they've been here long enough they understand the expectations and the demands they're playing with Rangers and now they need to start producing the goods on the pitch one game at a time, we need to get out of the group and get to knockout phases and then we'll see as we go. It's, as I say, one game at a time. And it's a good group that we're in. Two teams that won their championship last year. Obviously, Real Betis was six in La Liga and they won their group last year with Roma unbeaten. Obviously, Roma went to the final, so they've showed their pedigree in the competition. I think they've recruited well in the summer. So, listen, it's a, it's a competitive group, but we're expected to get out of it. 
0808 17 17 700 Celtic fans what are you thinking disappointed obviously last night but signs maybe you know the manager said for the first hour he thought they did really well I mean for the first 46 minutes they were really in the game until that free kick and the goal just uh, on half time and Rangers fans what do you want to see tomorrow night obviously a Rangers win to get off to a flyer I mean Rangers still in the League Cup it's strange isn't it how it works out Barry he was under such pressure he needs to win every game domestically yeah it was a biggie at the weekend Paul I mean no disrespect St Johnson have been struggling this season they're sitting bottom in the Premier League they went up there Um, and listen there was a lot of noise for a couple of weeks that international break certainly the first week there was a lot of pressure on them but listen at times you've got to go away and dust yourself down and, and stand up to the criticism and all you can ask is you go and make sure you get three points and Rangers done that at the weekend and now it's about growing going and they've got a brilliant opportunity tomorrow night against a good Real Betis team The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy 10% off your solar install in September Terms and conditions apply Let's go Thanks Chris for the traffic and travel Celtic in action last night in the Champions League and Barry tonight it could have been Arsenal against Rangers if they'd beaten PSV and I know that was it, you know, it could have been it could have been it could have been but listen at the end of the day Paul I'm not going to sit here and and kid myself on or MDL so Rangers weren't good enough to get through against PSV they were a level above there's no doubt about that and listen you're in the Europa League and they've got a good opportunity I believe to get out of this group it'll be interesting to see how PSV go against Arsenal a real top side now Arsenal you knew Pep Guardiola speak about the winner Everton Um, and for me PSV were brilliant brilliant in both games Mm -hmm. against Rangers Mm -hmm. Especially in the, in the game they were at home uh, over in Eindhoven, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see how they come up against a quality side like Arsenal. Can can they can they match yeah. Arsenal tonight? Will be a really good test for them. So it, just shows you that. The, yeah. it just shows you the quality they've got. Nottingham Forest signed Singari yeah. for thirty. I think it was thirty-two million pound. The big boy in the middle of the pitch, mm-hmm. who to be fair was a player, um, excellent on the ball, physical presence. But they were a the middle to front. They really impressed me, PSV. At the back, they were, listen, they, they could make a mistake or two, but from, as I said, the midfield and the forward areas, they were a real, real danger. Big choice tonight, isn't it, as well as listening to Go Radio later on with some great music. What games are you going to watch, Barry? I know you'll have both sure. both screens up, maybe three screens. John, you've got Arsenal, obviously, as we mentioned there, against uh, Eindhoven. Yeah. Bayern Munich against Man United. I'll be picking my daughter yeah. up from netball first, okay. so I right. miss the first half. Get a good dad. Barry, <laughs> there's so much tonight, isn't there? Yeah, I'll tell you what I'm Harry going to Kane. watch. Bayern Munich against oh, what a game that Man U. Harry Kane. Yeah. My goodness. And Man United wanted him, didn't get him. They could regret it. Yeah, and uh, they're yeah. struggling big time. Yeah. Manchester United. There's something no right there. Paul, mm. with the with the players, um, I know they've got a few injuries or whatever. But what's happening? It's it'll be interesting to see what what happens over the next uh, month or two, because I think if they don't start to pick up results, I think his job could be on the line. Mm. And then Monday night, people were phoning in and uh, asked Barry, one day could Ange Postecoglou be the manager of Why Man not? United? Why not? Barry said maybe sooner than you think. Well, a, a lot yeah. of it will be down to if he can get Spurs in the top four. I know he plays magnificent football, but. You know, um, that system he plays, he, he doesn't yeah. waver from that 4-3-3. He gets the players on board, gets them working exceptionally well. And look at the impact he's already made at Spurs, yeah. but already out of one of the Cups, he'll want to progress. And that get might be Spurs. a good thing for them, maybe. Yeah, but you want, want to progress yeah. and, and, and get Spurs into that top four 
back in the Champions League. They're a huge club, Spurs. They've got a magnificent new yeah. stadium. Um, and, they're, and they're desperate to win something. You've got Tottenham. the North London Derby this weekend, haven't you? As well down there. I think mm-hmm. it is on. But anyway, there's so much on the go. Who to watch tonight? And also Real Sociedad against the runners-up last season into Milan and uh, Kieran Tierney in action probably Yeah, Real Sociedad, for, yeah, yeah. So yeah. much to watch, John. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Champions League's great, isn't it? 2-0 Feyenoord last night John was there we saw you in TNT good production last night with uh, Emma and uh, also Rory mm-hmm. uh, Martin and Neil there they were all there last night no, Martin John's was in back. the studio yeah, back saw in that. London sure. yeah. yeah got that so the manager spoke afterwards uh, about the team he felt that they were competitive you're always disappointed as a professional when you lose but there is a manner in which to, to lose and I think that the pride that the supporters will take watching that or watching back at home and, and telly was that the team was competitive. You know, I think we, we've been dismissed as, as maybe a team that's not at this level, but I think we showed tonight against a really good team uh, that we can compete at the level for sure. And uh, one or two more players coming back over through the course of the, the, the tournament, then uh, that will hopefully put us in really good stead. But um, yeah, there's some moments that we had tonight, the confidence we had to play in a, in, a, in a great stadium with a great atmosphere we showed real courage to do that so um, so we just have to keep taking that forward His summary of the overall performance is coming up now Really positive I think that what we play Feyenoord in the last game in the group stage and, and what tonight showed me is that we're going to be competing and fighting in this group the players show great attitude and, and courage to play you know you're coming to you know, a stadium that's scoring goals left right and centre and a team that's Scoring goals, but in that first 60 minutes, we were well in the game and uh, we created chances. And, and like I say, with a wee bit more finesse and better decision making, we, we could have been in front. So that gives me great confidence for the remainder of the group. And of course, there's there, there's learning there. There's learning for, for the players in certain situations that you can get punished at this level. But, but overall, frustrated and for the players because they, they give so much, they work so hard. And uh, but the big point for me was their spirit was never broken. You know, you you know, you asked the final players and against against the team that they were playing tonight that they, they never gave up, and that's always good going into the next game. John, yeah, well, he's right. They, they, they never gave up until they went down to. Well, they didn't give up. They kept going with nine men, but the game the game was necessarily over. Then there was no way back, was there? But. Listen, up until half-time, I feel as if I'm repeating myself. We've had the inquest. We've looked at Joe yep. Hart's position. Yeah. Joe Hart will probably hold his hand up and said he should have done better for the free kick. Stengs, I thought, ran the game. I thought Hitati coming back after a long time out, um, looking at it, I thought he was he was effective in the first half, but he tired in the second half. Hence, he was brought off during the second half. We've seen him in better form and I think he'll get better the more games. Uh, Selig didn't create an awful lot themselves. Maeda's opportunity in the first half. Remember, Joe Hart saved a penalty in the game. Let's mm, yep. not forget that. That, yep. that. that seems to be going over everybody's yep. heads. They will receive criticism because it's another defeat. You know, the players don't like losing, but they, they did show a, li- a little bit of, um, of desire. They kept going and ultimately mm. there were two sending-offs which construed against Celtic and and that's what's cost them the game, really. In terms of the quality, Celtic showed showed decent quality at times. It is a defeat. It's another defeat in the Champions League, which we're almost getting used to away from home, away away from. But even under the Martin O'Neill days and and and, and other times, oh, sure. Celtic in the Champions League, I, I think that's a, like they've lost their first game, their opening game away from home. 
that's got to improve and I'm sure I'm sure every manager that comes to the football club try, tries to uh, get on top of that sort of stat but I do feel that Celtic will be competitive in the group they've got to dust themselves down now there's been an inquest on the game you've got to dust themselves down there's two big league games there's Livingston and there's yep. Motherwell in between Lazio and they've got to be ready against Lazio if they want to maintain being in the group and they want to try and push on for third then that game against Lazio is already a must-win game, in my opinion. A must-win. Barry, he must be desperate for Navroski to come back, but especially the man you've banged on about, Cameron Carter-Vickers. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to be back, Paul, until the end of October. Um, so he's a huge miss. There's no doubt about that. Listen, in terms of Celtic last night, the spirit was good. They worked hard for each other. They rolled their sleeves up. But the quality... If I not just shone through and what John just mentioned there with two sending offs, then it's you want to just get the game over and done with as quickly as possible. Don't concede any more goals. Um, so it's only the first game. There's another five games left to go, and that's I'm sure he'll be hoping that he'll get some of the players that you've that you've just mentioned there. But the 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 big man at the back is a, a huge miss. He carries him at the back. He's the he's a rock at the back for for Celtic. John said Lazio is a must win and I think that's what a lot of Celtic fans would feel. Well, a lot of people feel? laugh when you say that. Like, John played in the Champions League and big teams came to Celtic Park. I played with Rangers in the Champions League and people wrote you off. But listen, we, we surprise some people with the results. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's about frustrating them, making sure you don't concede, making sure everybody's doing their jobs. Mm -hmm. And then as the game goes on, then you never know what can happen. You That's... don't want to fall too far behind either. It's, it's no. only six games, but they come along. I think the last game is is in November, which will be Feyenoord home. Still have to go to tough venues like um, the Olympic Stadium, uh, the Italian, the in Rome, Lazio. Mm -hmm. You have to go to Atletico Madrid, which will be difficult venues to pick up results on the back of Celtic's results and only Lennon had a great result in Lazio a couple of years ago yeah. I think he was in the Europa League they actually finished top and they beat Lazio twice but that was then this is now um, but we, Celtic just have to make sure that they don't fall too far behind Paul they're very good at home like Rangers very very good in certain games and they'll have the atmosphere the crowd will push you on and that's why I say it's a must win game you've got to get back in this group I'll tell you what it does mean. Champions League is huge money. The Celtic results that came out, what, yesterday, uh, the day before, profits of 40 million, 70 million in the bank. Brendan Rodgers was asked about it after the game last night. It's not for me to talk about now. I'm only thinking about the game. It's great for the club, of course. It shows the stability of the club, how well it's run, how, the, how well the board have done over uh, over numbers of years. Strategy really works. So, uh, yeah, but for me, my job is to look after the football team. Barry, it does show you, doesn't it? Champions League, £30 million came from that last season. Yeah, that's where the big money is, mm. Paul. And that's where I'm sure that the reason why Rangers are really disappointed. Look, Europa League, you still get decent money, but nowhere near compared to what you get at Champions League. But if Rangers do get out of this group, then the money can start to build. So I think it's imperative Rangers get out of this, this group. Um, because, as I said, there's good teams in it, Paul, but... I'm looking at it and when I seen the draw, I thought right away, Rangers have got to fancy themselves to get out of this. The one thing that maybe would disgruntle the supporters um, in terms of you know Celtic and and and, and the the way that they're they're playing went and lost their first game yeah. and mm -hmm. the, a marquee signing. Mm -hmm. 
a shirt seller, if you like. I think Celtic most summers, you know, I know they've sold, they've 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 brought in an awful lot of players, yeah. two million, eight hundred thousand, mm-hmm. one million, two and a half million. These type of players, very young um, projects. Projects, you know, they're one for the future. Um, but there's always one, and I just think if Celtic could have found one. Um, I think if Brendan Rodgers had his eye on one particular person, very difficult, Paul, because the the market is so so very inflated with the money that they've made back in the Champions League, um, everything else and, and the profits they have, then I, I, I'm a little bit... Uh, I, I just feel that they could have gone out and bought somebody to play when Kyogo, you know, like Jackamakis did, if you like that type of role. Um, and that's the one thing I think the supporters would have liked as well, because when you see the money's there, um, and Celtic just if they got that one quality player, seven, eight, nine million, um, then the strike strikers take you up the leagues. They they are the difference maker. They are the ones who will win you football matches. They miss a presence up top. I, I'm yeah. watching Kyogo, and listen, I, I think he's top drawer in terms of his movement, his goal scoring record domestically. But it looks to me if he's not the same before he was backing into centre halves. Is that because he will not do that now because he the shoulder problem? I'm surprised the Celtic didn't go out and, and try and find that. Similar to Yakimakis, who was yeah. totally different yeah. up top where they could maybe you change. Option. You know yep. when the full backs got 100%. the ball, Barry. Yep. Full backs got the ball, sometimes they're looking up top. It's an out ball. And, and they're only seeing they're only seeing Kyogo. With this, with the sitting midfield player in front of him, and the big six foot two centre back, um, like like Stenko was yep. last night, and he th- and the full the full backs are going. Well, I I can't really hit it up. I can't really yeah. play it into him. And then they're trying to play into midfield, mm-hmm. and the opposition are picking them off. Yep. So all of a sudden they can't get out. You 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 need that focal point, somebody to hit up the pitch. And in Kyogo, magnificent. Mm. I've said how good yeah. he is and how much I rate him. In the opposition's half, he comes alive. But he's not one that's going to ruffle defenders up and, and make sure that he gets hold of the ball, allows the team to come up the pitch, keeps the ball, sets your attacks off. He's not one of them, unfortunately. So when your back's up against the wall and you need an out ball, See, before like haven't got one. Before he would be barging into the centre halves and been a right pest, I'm I'm not seeing that. Is that because of the shoulder problem? It probably is. I think it could be. We have to stop for the news, but then we're right back with John Hartson and Barry Ferguson. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go! And lots of calls coming in now for John Hartson, just back from Feyenoord, from Rotterdam, just about an hour from Amsterdam, isn't it? I think, John. Yeah, that's what it is, yeah. Yep, about an hour. Yep, Celtic opened the campaign last night. 2-0 defeat, but Brendan Rodgers and John as well saying... They could and should do it. I think that's what you said in the first hour. When they come back to Glasgow in November, yeah. which is still five games away. And of course, so much to come in the league as well. Attention's going to turn to Rangers as well. And Barry, this time tomorrow night, all roads will be leading to Ibrook Stadium. Crowd of forty to 50,000. And how big is this game for Michael Beale and for Rangers? Yeah, it's massive. You, you want to progress in Europe. Um, out of the group, Paul, financially, it'll be good for the club. But also, um, the, the fans will be going... Tybrooks tomorrow night at, at quarter to eight, expecting Rangers to put a performance on and and hopefully get the the right result. That's what you want to do. The first game of the the group 
got off to a flyer, got off to a winning start, and then hopefully that will breed more confidence. So they've got to, Paul, for the game and at the weekend against St. Johnson, they've got to take a bit of confidence because they were under a bit of pressure. I know it's only mm. St. Johnson, but the spotlight was on them. He made six changes, and I thought the six changes that came in played their part, and um, they come back down the road with three points, and now it's about carrying that on and progressing that. Now, they won't all start, obviously, those six changes. Some of them can't. Injury, not in the squad. Barry's going to give us his Rangers lineup. Can I give you two? Yeah. Can I play with two teams? <laughs> you can. You can do whatever you think and want because you might have one team that you you might want and you got one that you think the manager will go with. Let's hear about the manager speaking about the man who'll be in the opposite dugout from a Man City boss, Pellegrini. Yeah, for sure. Listen, he's, uh, he's a lot older than myself. He's a lot more experienced. He's worked at some of the biggest clubs in the world. He's at a very big club now and and they're a good team. As I say, last year they went away to Roma and won. They drew at home. They won that group unbeaten. So the year before... They were knocked out of the Europa League by the eventual winners as well. So they're a good side and we'll have to be at our best. Uh, in the two home games so far, we've scored four goals against Servette and PSV that we've played in Europe this season. In both games, we felt we could have scored more. So it's important that we take the game to bet us as much as we can and try and create them problems. He is an experienced manager. We all know him, Pellegrini. Yeah, he's job. managed at the highest level, mm -hmm. Paul. Yeah. Um, he, know, league, it? Yeah, he knows the game inside out. Listen, he's, he's got a good team there, there, there's no doubt about it. But they, they get battered at the weekend. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know when he yep. went over to China to yep. manage Pellegrini, mm -hmm. um, he left his job and Chris Coleman took over. Yep. Uh, the, the Chinese team that Pellegrini was, uh, was managing... I think Chris had about two years over there then, then come back. It's dropped off a little bit. And it has, it's, it's now yeah. the Saudi Pro sure. League, whereas yeah. seven or eight years ago, it was people who were retiring at the back end of yeah. their careers mm -hmm. and managers as well were going over to the Chinese Super League. Sure. I think that was what it was called. Yep. It's changed days, isn't it? We'll talk more about that later. Let's talk about a great young Scottish talent that we have all praised uh, on this station, on this programme, Billy Gilmer. I mean, how good is he? Barry, you watched him as a, as a boy. He was at Rangers, mm -hmm. then went to Chelsea. It's some stories. He did ups and downs. So we're going to hear from him in a moment or two. But yeah, but it just shows you what type of character he is. He um, made a, a tough time, um, a tough start, should I say, at Brighton. The manager signs him. Two weeks later, goes to the, the club they signed him off. And um, he struggled to get into the team. But listen, he's obviously worked hard in the training ground. He's fought his way back into the team and... And he, he had a real good finish to the season and he started the season really well. He's just that, he's a he's a brilliant me footballer. He, he wants the ball. I love players that want the ball. Even when there's two, three men running about him, he's demanding. And when you give him the ball, he knows what to do with it. So, listen, I, I love nothing more than seeing young Scottish players, or Scottish players, being down in the Premier League and uh, strutting their stuff. Well, he was on Talk Sport with Jim White this morning and Jim has very kindly given us a clip of it when he spoke about Scotland and the way things are going in the qualifiers. Still uh, a lot to do. We know we're in a good place, won all our games, 15 points from 15, which is incredible. Uh, and we're in a good place. We've got tough games coming up. Still got to go to Spain next month. Still got Norway home, Georgia. So it's still, there's still tough competitions. Of course, we want to be there. We want to start to go to these big tournaments, but we know we're not getting ahead of ourselves. And remember, Barry, two years ago, he was the star man in the game at Wembley. I know it was nil-nil. And then weeks later, you know, the new season, took home, dropped him completely from the yeah, squad. Yeah, but then he found himself out, not just the Chelsea team yeah. and the Brighton team, he found himself out the Scotland team as well, because he was, it looked to me, 
Stevie Clark was going to build the team round about him. But listen, when you don't play at your club, you tend not to play international level. Um, and that's what I'll go back to. It shows me that he's got a good attitude, a good mentality that he's went away and he's worked hard and he's fought hard to get himself back in the Brighton team. And now, for me, he's one of the first picks again for Stevie Clark. Remember there was a time when he wasn't playing, you thought, could he come to Rangers? Could there be a loan deal? Yeah, I did say that. I'm sure, I mean, I'd be surprised if Rangers didn't inquire to see what the what the script was at Brighton, but obviously Brighton didn't want to let him go. And then I think it was four or five weeks after that, Paul, he forced his way back into the team. And as I said, I watched two or three games towards the end of the season and he ran the show for, for Brighton. And they're a brilliant watch. I honestly love watching Brighton. Yeah, well, uh, you know, Barry's right. He has shown character. He's certainly got something about him. Because when he went to Norwich for the season loan, I think it was Dean Smith. He struggled. Yeah, never mm. really played him enough. And, you know, whether he thought he could fit into that particular system that Dean Smith wanted to play. Um, and sometimes young players, you know, they, they need to play. They need to play to showcase their mm. talents. But Roberto De Zerbi, what a manager to work under, the football that he plays. Yep. Great result at the weekend when they went to Old Trafford. He asked Billy Gilmore was sub, came on. I'm just looking at mm. it in the 77th minute but you know what what a player now you know Billy Gilmore playing regular in the Premier League mm. Brighton will be up there for me certainly in that top six and he's surrounding himself at a good environment like like Brighton are and and with top class Premier League players so he, for me he can only get better but and, well, it's a brilliant model Brighton I've got I mean you just see the, the money they make off the players the transfers I think they've made 450 million pounds it's incredible what? yeah Yep, um, the boy it's just went, what do you call him? The, um, he's, it's been out of my mind. Just went to Chelsea for 110 Casido. million. Casido. Bought him for £4 million. £4 million. Yeah, they, the they, they lost McAllister. They, they went for 105, the, didn't they? Yeah, they lost McAllister to Liverpool. They lost the goalkeeper, Sanchez. Um, they've got another player now in Evan Ferguson, yeah. um, which probably in a few years' time yeah, does another he is, isn't he? 100 Irish million player. Yeah, I seen man you inquired yeah. about him this summer for yeah. 50 million. Oh, and 110 million. I mean, the profit on that is unbelievable. Mm. So you'll be pleased in this, Barry, and you'll not be surprised. He's an Ayrshire boy. His first love was your old team. And Jim asked him, Jim White said to him, um, what's the first thing you do? I don't know if this is exactly how Jim put it. Uh, what do you do in the dressing room? Which is the result you look for first? Yeah, I still, I still watch the Rangers, so I do sometimes uh, if it's on. And of course, when I go to the national team, I'm always speaking to John Suter and Ryan Jack. They'll tell me what's happening at the club and stuff. But uh, no, I mean, disappointed that they never got in Europe. I was in the Champions League, sorry, and then I was, I was hoping we could, we could have got them. I think most of my family would have been in the Rangers end and it would have been my dad in the Brighton end. <laughs> He loves his Rangers and, and Rangers fans loved him and thought he would be there for a while but has he done the right thing? Do you think? Is it, is, it's now worked out for him. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. worked out. Listen, he went. Listen, he left a massive club. He's obviously went down to Chelsea and he broke into, into the Chelsea team. Yeah, um, Frank he, Lampard. Yeah, under Frank mean, yeah. Lampard. Played a number of games and what was it the right move? Listen, only Bally mm. could could say listen I was disappointed to see him leave but you've got to understand when the Premier League comes calling it's, it's hard to keep these these young players like Billy Gilmer like Ben Doak for instance at Celtic just signed a new five year deal yep ben who's been down to Liverpool but listen he's, he's a brilliant footballer I really enjoy watching um, players like Billy Gilmer and I've seen clips of the going on to Ben Doak seen clips of him yeah. he's only played six games for Liverpool but long term contract he could be 
Um, he could be a superstar as well. John, are you seeing now why he went to Liverpool? Because a lot of Celtic fans would have thought he was he got a bit of first team football, mm. um, and he would have played more. But he seems to be could be a superstar, couldn't he? Well, you never want to leave your leave the young players go, but also you you don't really know how good he's going to become. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he looked like a special talent. Uh, Jackie McNamara obviously is his agent. Um, and he went down to Liverpool. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened at Celtic, you know. But um, he's at Liverpool now, and he's starring. He's Scottish, so he's the next one. You look. You look I always said this about generations. Wales were flying for the last three major tournaments. Scotland struggling to produce players, but now, in the last four or five years, Scotland have got so many Premier League players. Billy Gilmore, you know, the, the likes of Dork coming through. Just, just frightening. Seriously, seriously good players, good leaders. Robertson, Teeny, you know, McTominay's a good young player. These type of players. So Scotland now having a, having a brilliant generation of players that are coming through and they're producing, producing players all the time. Premier League top players. Top man Jim White getting us that audio, isn't it, Barry? Yeah, it's good. That I've never really heard them do. Many interviews, he kind of keeps himself for himself, which yeah. listen is, is not a bad thing at all. Um, so yeah, it was good to hear him, good to see him back playing. And listen, you, you look at our national team and the amount of players that we have got, as John just mentioned down there. John McGinn's another one, you've got Hickey as well, who uh, he's another player. I just I don't even I, I think I've said this a number of times, I don't even know what foot he kicks with. He's so comfy in both the left side and the right side. Nathan Patterson I can go on and on so with the group we've got they're at an age 25 and above but also 25 and under we've got a number of young players who now are starting to make a breakthrough I can't think of his name mm. uh, centre forward scored a brilliant header last night against Swansea 97th minute You're not not Jay Adams he's, he's obviously at Southampton mm. who's the other one who's the other centre forward Scotland have got Scores uh, goals for Lyndon Dykes. What a header. Yeah, you yeah, like should him. see this. He's got across his man. He's around about just in between the penalty spot and the edge of the box. Yeah. And it's a brilliant header. It's in the, ninth, in the 90th yeah. minute. And QPR drew 1 1 last night, but Lyndon Dykes yeah, got the goal. He's a very good player. Yeah. Very underrated, I think. People just think he's a big boy who can go and header the ball and be aggressive. Mm-hmm. But technically, he can hold the ball in and link up play. Lyndon Dykes and he's another one at left he's Scotland. He's not let anybody down, Barry, is no. he? He's not, not in a Scotland no. shirt. Yep. He's you know he's produced goals on a regular basis for Scotland. Credit to him. You mentioned Darren Hickey and uh, how good he is with both feet, Barry. Yeah. yeah. Harry is on already on the socials saying he must work at that. I imagine you, you're not born with that, are you? You have no, to. Listen, as a young kid, you know what I mean. Probably that you would need to ask him again, but I would guess that. He's went away and worked at it with his dad or his friends or, or whatever. And just as he's he's got older, he's um, when he made the breakthrough and it hurts, you could see there was a, a player, but he, he looked still with a bit of growing to do and a bit of maturing. And again, I, I love seeing it. He's went away to Italy, Bologna, a totally different country without his family. And he's grew up and then obviously Brighton, eh, sorry, Brentford have paid 15, 16 million pounds for him. And again, when I've watched Brighton, he's a standout for for Brighton um, and he can play left back or right back wing back as well he's just a, a brilliant talented footballer and no being disrespectful to Brighton but I think if he continues that sort of development he'll go to the next level in terms of the size of club Harry's 14 and he wants to ask you Barry and John 
What did you work on to make you such to distinguish you from other players? I just used to go and kick yeah. the ball against a wall with both feet. Where? It, against my garage and my dad used to crack up. <laughs> <laughs> or underneath the kitchen window or, yeah. or down at the garages or whatever. But yeah, I used to, listen, I always had a ball in my hand. I was straight in for school at half three, four o'clock, bag in, changed down to the park with my pals, kicking the ball about, get a whistle for the old man and my mum, up for dinner. Rifled it down me within five minutes and back out to play again. That was it. That was that, that's what it was like back then. Do you ever see that now around the streets? Do you see? People? I hardly see them in the parks. True. And, and you know what? Yep. See during the summer again, and you'll know this. Yep. Down at the palace grounds, mm -hmm. I'm down out a walk as you do. The goals are took down in the middle of the summer. It's mad. Guys meant to go and, and practice or whatever. I know you can put the old jackets or whatever down, yep. but keep the goals up. Cut the grass and let the young ones go and play. Yeah. John, what did you do? I worked on timing more than anything else, I think. How did you do that? Uh, I just used to get my dad to throw the ball up in the air, one, two, three off my left foot, one, two, three off my right foot, um, run and jump, getting across the near post. When the ball is wide, just work on, on your timing, getting shots in, try to hit the corners, uh, practice on your finishing all the time. Um, and then as you as you get older, all that practice, when you get an opportunity to play in the teams that I played for, you know if you get a chance, because you've 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 practiced so much, a lot of the time I go and finish it, and I'm thinking you know all that work had paid off, and and then it just become quite natural. Then I think when you're when you get to a level, you know you you've done all that, you keep going, you're always learning. But look at Robbie Fowler. Robbie's just such a natural finisher. Alan Shearer, such a great header of the ball. And Henrik Larsson never used to practice after after training, never did extra. No. And he was just a freak of nature. Yeah. Henrik was just brilliant, absolutely unbelievable. So some of it, you're born with it as well. Do you think he went home and practiced quietly? <laughs> no, but it was amazing because yeah. I used to think to myself, just, wow, brings, just technically so brilliant. It brings memories flooding back. Henry's birthday today, by the way. Yeah. Happy birthday, Henry. Just the way it yeah. used to be back then in the day. Street teams and yeah. all that kidding oh. on. I was yeah. Ian Jaran or yeah. Ian Ferguson or yeah. Paul Gascoigne <laughs> in the part. It was, um, yeah. that's where you learn street football. Yeah. Playing in the streets and then when it started to get dark, you would play underneath the street lights. When you're young as well, when you're young as well, Paul, yep. you watch, you watch your heroes, and you, oh. you almost try and replicate what they are doing. You, you watch their movement, you watch them, how they go about it. And luckily for me, I, I was in the dressing room as a kid with Luton, sixteen to eighteen, as a young YTS. I used to look at all the top pros in there. Mm -hmm. And it's a bit different back then. Do you know what I mean? They used to play up a little bit, but in terms of going on the pitch, they were all very professional. And Mick Harford who was a big, strong centre-forward. I used to watch his timing, pulling away onto the centre-back, getting across people, um, all that type of stuff. Who were your heroes then? Were you Mark Hughes or something? No, or Sparky was my one of my heroes. Yeah. Of course, played with his back to goal. Best mm -hmm. player ever with his back to goal, was Mark he? Hughes. Scorer yeah. of great goals. Mm -hmm. Never scored a simple goal. Rush, again, was was brilliant. That's why I've got a liking for Liverpool, because mm. Rush, he was Welsh and he, he was... 330-odd goals, I think, for Liverpool. Um, so just generally strikers and, you know, just watch them and watch how they deal with situations. And, yeah, they were my heroes. Rush Hughes, growing up in Swansea, being a Welsh speaker, you know, and, and then obviously representing my country. 
They were the days, but when you were a boy, weren't they? Yeah. I'm just yeah. listening. It's just all flooding back. Yeah. Scheme teams, <laughs> brilliant, getting yeah. fights after it, and all that sort of stuff. And Everyone came together, didn't they, in the yeah. park? Yeah, that's what people. it was like. Yeah. yeah, you didn't even need to. Like, you just went down, and say you were first down, and then it would be three, four, five, six, yep. ten people. Took a couple of tracks you chopped down for that's goals. It. Yeah, yeah. used to build yeah. the old ones with the. Ah, listen, they were the days. They were brilliant days, and used to like, practice and kid on. You were an Angel Aunt or a Paul yeah. Gascoigne. Did, did, did you used to play Baggio? Remember Roberto Baggio? Yeah. 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 Oh, I used to love him. Remember, um, did you used mm. to play like World Cup? Aye, and World Cup. And then you'd all play, say, seven or eight yeah. of you, and and then someone would be knocked out. You'd yeah. score and you go and sit behind the goal because right. you're through. Right. And then you get through and then, you know, I never got to the final. But uh, You two were never knocked out, probably. You know, you were always... You know, oh, I've had a couple of knockouts. <laughs> <laughs> great days. Quick break. Yeah, they're the best up. days. Yeah, they are. They're, they're the great fun, days. weren't they? Yeah. yeah, they were brilliant. I know days. I always played with lads older than me. Ah right. I yeah. don't know if what for Because you were reason. tall, did they want? No, yeah. I was quite no. small growing up. I only, I only got to a, a good size when I was what? got to Luton, and I almost then shot up. I was quite small. What was, in the, what was the trick? You're too old. Know. You're too old. I know it's too old. Yeah, points, points of Guinness, I think. That's oh. where I was leading to with that one. <laughs> okay, Barry and John are here. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundreds. Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, and air source heat pumps. We offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! Big reaction to the chat there with Barry and John about how they trained, how they enjoyed football, playing in the streets, and that was all you did after school. Was play football? What, yeah. Ten minutes for your dinner? Yeah. Five. Five. I'll give it five. <laughs> and you got to love it. you yeah. got to love yeah. football. It's in your blood. Yeah. Do you know, my dad played at a decent level... But growing up in a, in a mm. predominantly a rugby country, you know, we, we, number one sport is rugby in Wales. But I, I absolutely just loved it. You just take a ball to school and be in a little Tesco carrier bag, yeah. and kick it all the way up to the bus stop. I all these days. You yeah. really, you really got to love it, you know. For sure. And I remember being yeah. at the back with my dad as well, huh? and um, he used to like shield the ball and like elbow me, did and he get right in a bit, mate, like mm. toughen me up a wee bit. Yeah. Tough love. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. Love. Was he a good player? Ah, he's a lefty. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he could, he could play. I think he got a bad. I think I may be wrong here. I think it was a triple leg break. And you're talking back in the wow. what, oh, yeah. 60s or something. So physio's was not great and everything. But he tells else, me yeah. he was a good player, but he probably wasn't. He? Currently, it's <laughs> just his boots, but he was a good player. What is in that? Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Ah, he was a big, yeah. in, big part, big influence on me. Say what? And they took you here, there, and everywhere. Didn't everywhere, they? yeah, everywhere. What? Our backsides off mm-hmm. both my, my dad and my mum to get me into the, the equipment that I needed basically to, mm-hmm. to go and play football. It's the people's game and I hope that governments and all the rest realise it. That it's a fantastic game oh, which probably doesn't game. get enough support. And I know we all have our Barneys and all the rest of it but we love football. We absolutely mm-hmm. love it. <clears throat> and just going on about it, the, the price for pitches and whatever, yeah. it doesn't help the boys clubs who yeah. you're trying to you're giving them a, a release to go and play and train and 
and whatever and the cost of it nowadays um, they need to try and do something about that sure. of them being honest of course because more and more girls are playing as well yep. so yep. boys girls and, and boys right. 100% and of course the local authorities have been starved of cash they have yep. been and they're trying to cut back but you d- you said it during the break John it, the more they can play sport whatever it is but we're talking football just now then that keeps them away from drink, drugs and well, the guys well it does and it's, it's yeah. great for discipline isn't it yeah isn't it? because you Generally, there's somebody, there's an adult there that that are giving up their own time, you know, to to help you to to progress and sure. not only become a, a good uh, sportsman but also a good person. And it teaches you, you, you become more rounded mm. to, to, to things. If if you get into sport, it's very important. Yeah. My grandson, I, I told you before, he plays for Blantyre Soccer Academy. There's hundreds and hundreds of boys and girls every weekend in teams. And I know this is the same yeah, right, all over the country. But the volunteers yeah. as well. The, the, the yeah, guys yeah. and Spot the women on. who take the teams give up their own free time to go and, mm. and uh, try and give them. And, and they've all got to, somebody's got to bring the oranges. Somebody's got to take yep. the kit mm. home and wash it to bring mm. it back. Somebody's got to be there, Paul, to put the yep. nets up before the, the lads take to the pitch. You know, someone's got to organise a referee mm. and all these things, as Barry said, it's it's the volunteers who sometimes get overlooked. Did you see, who was it said the other day that he noticed this young player, it was John McGinn, who helped the kit man, who was trying to get all the, did you see that? Maybe you were away on holiday. And he said, so it must have been one of the international managers. I'll check it, who it was. And he said, I was really impressed. I just saw this young lad. Everyone else just left them to carry the balls and stuff mm. the the... Uh, kit into the the bag but, and junk John McGinn went and helped the well, guy. Oh, see, I was but I, yeah. I came into the first team and I played my first few games. Mm-hmm. I had to wait after it and help the late great Jimmy Bell. Yeah. Obviously, get the kit, <clears throat> collect the kit, in and get it all in the hampers mm-hmm. or whatever. That's part of your your apprenticeship. That's yeah. part of your upbringing, um, your work ethic type thing. And um, sadly, you, you don't see enough of that nowadays. Yep. We've got John Hartson on here with Barry Ferguson and there's uh, one of your old muckers there. I see his mush there on at Carroll Road. Chris yeah, Sutton. He must, yeah. have a, he, must have a, he must have a rare night off, Chris. Um, <laughs> you can see him there. there. He, he's, yeah. at, he's at Norwich and obviously yeah. he lives in Norwich, so sure. he might just have a night off and... Uh, yeah. He's obviously gone to watch the game, maybe with a couple of his boys. Yep, we're going to look at the big games tomorrow night because remember we've got Frankfurt winners of the tournament well, the Europa League just over a year ago against Rangers, of course. And I see that Aaron Ramsey was speaking about it and say he's still gutted, Barry, about the penalty miss. So am I. <laughs> yeah. mm. uh, he reckons it would have been different if he was brought on earlier. Yeah, I've seen that interview. Yeah. I, I seen the interview he was brought on to, to take a, a penalty. Um, listen, the manager's got to make a decision. and His decision was to leave him a bit later and bring him on because it looked, I mean, the last part of extra time it did look both teams were dead in their feet Paul with the heat they were exhausted and it looked if it was going to penalties and that was one of the reasons why they brought Ramsey on but he thought he should have come on earlier and and make a difference listen it was a bit stop start for Aaron Ramsey listen quality player but he picked up a a couple injuries and I didn't know he came with Covid he had and he had been real bad with it for about two or three weeks so it took him a bit of time to obviously get up to speed and then he got another injury. But listen, there's no doubt he's a quality player. Yeah. He's a quality footballer. He, we just didn't see the best of him. Yeah, he's absolutely ripping up the championship. Mm-hmm. Ripping That's it good. up for Cardiff. Mm-hmm. My dad told me yesterday. He was, penalty the weekend, he was unbelievable good. against Swansea, tucked the penalty away. Um they won two nil in the South Wales Derby, but got a thirty yarder a couple of weeks away, away at Ipswich. 
and it's just he's too good at that level he's really good but he's he's Juventus Nice mm-hmm. he's had a lot of injury problems I think he's got 80 odd caps 20 yeah. odd goals mm-hmm. for his country played in the major tournaments but he is absolutely cruising it mm-hmm. with Cardiff you know he's a really big signing That's for good them news, yeah. yeah but he, 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 he's ultimately too good for that level what he's done to do he's, he's made enough money in the game how old is he? he's gone back home I think 33 33 he's gone back home if yeah. you like he's a Caffilly lad which is just near Cardiff and he's obviously enjoying his football. He's enjoying his football and Cardiff are reaping the rewards for it. Tom Lawrence has been speaking today. He's vowed his best for Rangers is still to come and that he's relishing the European campaign after an injury hit first season at Ibrox, which leads me into, we'll hear from Michael Beale and then Barry will get your team or teams for tomorrow night, depending on what we think. Here's Michael Beale speaking about tomorrow, but also this crucial period ahead for his team. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, the injuries to... So the three that we mentioned, Danilo, Todd Cantwell and Nico Raskin, they're three important players, so it's not ideal. It's a bit of good news around Kieran Dowers. We hope he'll be back after the Livingston game into the game with Aberdeen. So we, we get another number back there, but we still had 20 senior players today. Uh, we've obviously got one or two of the academy players. We've got eyes on, we've got a real bright future uh, in Zach Lovelace, Bailey Rice, for example. So this might be an opportunity for them in the domestic games to step up as well. So Barry, what's your team? Uh, right, <clears throat> I'll go with Butland obviously mm-hmm. in goals. Sure. Back four, Tavernier, goals and Davis, Barisic, mm-hmm. Jack, Sifuentes. I, I was thinking Lundstrom yeah. because Lawrence has just come back in, but you can't leave Lawrence out. Listen, he's he said enough rest. He said four days rest. So yeah. Tom Lawrence, mm-hmm. and then I'll go Roof, Dessers, and Sima. Roof. Dessers through the middle and Sima. Yeah, Roof yep. just playing in that yep. kind of area where he's played since he's mm-hmm. come into the team. What are you thinking about Ruth? He's I like sharp, him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really like him. Just got to be, again. He's another one you've got to be careful with, mm-hmm. Paul. You've got to bear in mind that he's played hardly any football over the past couple of seasons. He's had a full pre-season. He's now come in and he's played a bit of football, sixty minutes, ninety minutes. Um, another, I think no, he played the ninety minutes. Sorry, at the weekend, which was brilliant to see because we've not seen that for a long time. So, again. He's a player that you can't leave out. As a manager, you'll go and speak to them and say, listen, how are you feeling? And if they give you the thumbs up, well, Kmart Roof, for me, has got to be in the starting 11. Is it? You chose um, Jack and Lundstrom. Jack and yeah. Sifuentes. Yeah, and Lundstrom as well. No, no Lawrence. Yeah. Lawrence. I was thinking that he maybe rest Lawrence because, again, he's been out, John, for a long period of time. Mm, mm. And he's another one that played um, the game in, at the weekend. But... Just with the ability he's got and yeah. the, the kind of... He's got he, that pass. He, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? He can make that difference in the final. Quality, in the final yeah, third. You maybe need against, against when you're going into a team, a very good team from Europe. That's what you need. It's going to be some game tomorrow night. The manager has also been speaking um, about the strikers. Um, let's hear what he's up to, what he's saying. The good side of it is is that we obviously have Kamar fit at the moment, which is the first time in a long time, and he's played his first 90 minutes, I think, since August or April 2022. We have Cyril, we have Seema who came on there, and we have Sam Lammers. So in that sense, we do have numbers, and in this moment, I'll be looking for those guys to... To, sh- to show their quality in the team, for sure. I was up to something trying to get it to work there, and it did, Barry. Yeah, Sam Lammers, is he uh, obviously he'd be on the bench... Yeah, I think he's a technically good um, player. Mm. Um, I've still, I think we've still to see the best 
um, of him. One thing about him, to be fair to him, is he doesn't shy away if he wants the ball, even if he gives it away or he's caught in possession, he, he'll still demand it, which I quite like for players. Um, but I, I, I still don't think we've seen the, the best of him. But for me, that that's the team. Listen, there, there could be one or two changes. The one that the two changes that I see will either be Lundstrom or Lawrence, mm-hmm. or it will be um, Sima or Lammers. Lammers yeah. I think Matondo, but, a lot of people will say about Matondo, but for me, he's more of an impact player, Matondo. See when the game starts to stretch yeah. and open up a bit with the last 20 minutes, I think he's that type of player then you can bring on, as you've seen at the weekend with the with the goal against St. Johnson. Yilmaz isn't in the squad. If he was, would you be playing him ahead of Barisic? Because Barisic missed out the other week, um, as we know. If you're asking my honest opinion, if both are fully fit, I go with Barisic. Because and he's, his qualities yeah. in the final third, like defensively, you can say he's suspect at times, right? We all know that. But going forward, Paul, certainly when he arrives into that final third, his delivery into the box is exceptional at times. So, um, if both of them are fit, it's Barisic for me. John, what are you thinking for tomorrow night then for Rangers with your European experience? And you talked earlier about Celtic Park and it should be a fortress, and it was. Ibrox as well, same kind of atmosphere on the big European nights. I think I think Rangers can win the game. Um, I think they've been feeling good about themselves. They'd be delighted. Obviously, um, it'll be a little bit of a shot in the arm. Always is when Celtic lose. Um, gives everybody a bit of a lift at Rangers. Same when Rangers lose, the support does everything. Take take some uh, um, joy from that if you like. So they'll be feeling good about themselves. Bounced back at the weekend. Yeah, they've had a bit of a turbulent time uh, losing the game against Celtic. But all you can do is, is concentrate on the next game. And um, it's a game I think they can win. They, they'll have a big crowd behind them. They've showed in recent years, in particular in the Europa League, getting to the final. They beat some huge teams. Struggled in the Champions League last year. Maybe that was a, a level that was a little bit too much for them. You, you could also say that maybe for Celtic as well. Uh, finishing bottom of their group but I think I think they've got an opportunity um, and if they play really well they get the crowd behind them Kemar Roof he's a goal scorer Tom Lawrence is back a good player um, Dessas you know he, he's he's dangerous as well so it's a game that I, I think um, Michael B will be expecting because Real Betis a lot of problems and it's a game that they want to win and John, as you know better than anyone, uh, goal scorers thrive on scoring goals. You feel for Danilo then getting the goal at the weekend yeah. so early, got the goal and gets the injury. Yeah, he's brave as well. You mm. know, putting his head in where, where the you know where the boots are flying and everything else. He might have to wear. Remember, we saw Callum McGregor coming back like a, a, a protective mask yeah. on, on the mask the, of Zorro. Yeah. yeah, it's his cheekbone, isn't it? It yeah. looked a really mm. nasty injury. I actually saw pictures of him. Um, so yeah we wish him a speedy recovery and it's a shame that after scoring a goal that he has to end up in hospital but you know he'll, he'll come out and you know he'll he'll, um, he'll take it on and as I said he'll be back in before we know it but he might have to wear that mask for a while um, just, to, just to give him that extra protection we'll get Barry's protection after this The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy 10% off your solar install in September Terms and conditions apply Let's go 
saw the big results last night in Celtic's group. Of course, it was Celtic losing 2-0 to Feyenoord, but the big story was they were down to nine men for much of the second half, so it could have been worse. John Hartson was there. You can call him 0808 17 17 700. Barry getting ready for tomorrow night, Rangers against Real Betis. Last night in Celtic's section, Lazio won Atletico Madrid won Barrios scored in 29 minutes and then that amazing goal in injury time by the goalkeeper the Lazio keeper came up Providel and scored one of the best headers you'll see all season I would imagine oh, John oh great yeah. timing timed his run went in between two defenders the ball in was perfect and he just glanced it in didn't he the, the pace of yeah. the cross would have tucked the ball in but uh, for your goalkeeper to be up there in the 97th mm. minute to get you an equaliser Away at Atletico Madrid, you know that that, that, that was it. Was it in that? Was it in Madrid? Wasn't it? It, it was. Uh, Lazio, sorry, I was Lazio last night. Well, yeah. it, was it, was, it was in Rome. Yeah, oh, it was right, in the yeah. Olympico. Well, the crowd must yeah. have gone mental. Yeah, he didn't know how to celebrate. Did you see him? Yeah, yeah. He didn't know whether to celebrate yeah. or sprint back yeah. to his goal. But listen, it was um, yeah. what a finish. But listen, it was the delivery that made it. Yeah, the delivery was brilliant. You, you've only got to glance at the paces already on the ball. Who's going to win the tournament, Barry? Just a couple of things last night. Newcastle, not going to win it, but that was a decent result for them, wasn't well, it? Well, do you know what? They weren't, they weren't great mm-hmm. on the ball, but I tell you what, they defended ever so well. Um, put their bodies on the line. And listen, it's a brilliant point away from home. I know um, AC Milan get beat at the weekend heavily with Inter Milan. Um, but listen, you take a point on the road in the Champions League every day of the week, Paul. 65,000 in the stadium, you... Both know well the San Siro, of course. Mm. I played there when it's yeah. been empty. I know. Yeah. And what was the reason again? Oh, that's Why a good empty? question. Yeah. Um, I remember you told me before. Oh, it was eerie. We uh, played in Milan. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't a great. Wow. I played in the Super Cup final at oh. Arsenal. <laughs> On the back four was yeah. Maldini, Costa Curta, Baresi. <laughs> wow. Um, SIE played. I can't oh really remember who the yeah. right back was. But wow. uh, what, what was team? the scoreline? We drew yep. nil nil at uh-huh. Highbury yep. and then we went back over there, lost 2 0. Oh dear. But great memories. Yeah. Um, PSG 2 0 against Dortmund last night. Good win for them in Paris. Um, Man City. I see they were a goal down against RB uh, Belgrade, RS Belgrade. Um, Man City 3 1. Harland had some great chances, cracked the mm-hmm. bar. And what do you think? Um, listen, it was one of the ones. I think they were always going to win eventually. Their, their quality will come through. But listen, as you know, the Champions League, Paul. I mean, they're in the Champions League for a reason. These teams are are, are good. Um, there's no easy games in the Champions League. But I still think Man City um, are a top top team. But they've got a few injuries just now. I think Silva came off with a, a hamstring injury. So they're they're, um, they're down to the bare bones. I think. I think it'll be the usual suspects. Inter Milan. Yep. Um, you look at Barry's just said about Man City, the holders, of course. Mm-hmm. Real Madrid always. I know they, yep. they don't seem to mm-hmm. be the, at their strongest, but they've got great, great players. And Barca and, this season. Yeah, Barca don't count out Bayern Munich either, by the way. That's what I was going to say next. They, they, yeah. they, they've got a world class class striker yep. now as well in Harry Kane. So don't rule them out. But they'll be the usual suspects. Normally the semi finalists, we could almost write them down now. Who would you go for, Barry? If you had to just now, free bet for charity, not that we want people uh, to bet. I can't see, Pat. Yeah. But do you know what? Don't be surprised that Man City retain it. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with uh, with Barry. I think they're... Uh, if, they, if they perform and they're at it, I don't think there's a team that can touch them in the world. 
tonight. Bayern Munich against Man United, as we mentioned. Galatasaray against Copenhagen. Arsenal, your old team, up against PSV. Uh, Seville against Lens. What do you think about PSV, how they'll do at the Emirates tonight, Barry? I think they'll make a game of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a very good team, Paul. As we, we've seen at Ibrox and certainly over Ninehoven. I mean, you were there. Yeah, yeah, it's different watching on the TV, but you actually see them in the flesh. They're, they're, they're very good football players. And as I said, they're, they're a real danger from middle to front. And um, defensively, I think you can get at them. There's no doubt about that. But listen, it's uh, the Champions League, anything can happen. But I think they'll make a fist there, no doubt about it. They're for Danny Mull now, Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Finished second last season. Um, for me, Saka, Martinelli, and Ketia, Hoy, Jesus, Declan Rice is, is a big signing. You know, he's, he's, he makes them better. We saw that at Hamden last yeah, week. Yeah, he so, was exceptional at Hamden. Yeah. What about this? The, the keepers rotating. Did I ask you on Monday? We talked about it last night briefly. Two keepers now. Can that work? And he might rotate them well, during he's, games. His answer back to that was he, he rotates all the players mm-hmm. outfield. So why should they not rotate the goalkeepers uh, as well? Um, generally you see there's a number one and maybe cup games or whatever mm. domestic cup games you would change your goalkeeper but listen he's, he's got a way of doing things and nobody's going to change was it. it is it Ramsdale and Rhea mm-hmm. Rhea's a goalkeeper they, they just oh, spent yeah. a lot of money on Rhea didn't they got yeah. him from Brentford and they got him in loan also he's on loan he's on loan it's yeah. a big yeah. feat with, with, with a view to buying him yeah um Listen, who would question it? <laughs> you know what I mean? If it works for Arsenal, and you know, he might just start a trend, and all of a sudden he might change them at half time or something like that, which you think is ridiculous. But you might, you might just see other managers, other clubs doing the same. Kieran Tierney starts for Real Sociedad tonight, so that's some of the news coming in. This time last night, Celtic were getting ready to go into action in Rotterdam in that magnificent De Kuyp Stadium. 50-odd thousand. John Hartson was there commentating. And afterwards, uh, he spoke about, well, the crucial moment and the thing we started with tonight about the wall. What happened there? Yeah, no, no, listen, we uh, we talked about it inside. It's I like the players to make decisions and, and there was a decision in the game to, to change the wall, thinking that something else might happen, but you have to then make sure the wall is correct, otherwise you get done. So it's it's a very, very small detail, but if you don't look after it, um, you end up uh, conceding. So it was bitterly disappointing at that stage because we had played well in the game. Yeah, it was almost half-time. What about the red cards in the second half? What did the manager feel? Gustav, it, it, there's no there's no drama. The ball's running through the goalkeeper. I think it's inexperienced by the two guys. you just got to let the ball run through. You don't have to be in the fight. Use your arm. I still thought it was a bit harsh, but I can see maybe why they, the ref gave it. But we, we can avoid that situation for sure. The second one again, it's a young player, 20 years of age, very committed. and uh, But at this level, you can't. You can't go to ground. So uh, I didn't think it was at the time, but just looking at it back, I mean, you see it slowed, his foot's up. So uh, at this level, you'll uh, you'll get punished for that. No real complaints, John? Or no, I no. thought he summed yeah. it up very well. Uh, I think Gustav Lagerbielka, uh, he doesn't need to get into a fight with, um, with Stengs uh, and get his arm across him. At this level, I thought he was very, very harsh. But you give the referee a, a decision to make. No complaints about home. He learn. He's young. And the one other thing is, I think they were a bit naive on the on the free kick, because I think if the free kick is closer, I think if the wall is say on the edge of the eighteen yard box, I think players take more responsibility. I think they stand up and take one. I think the fact that it was so far out, I think the wall was a little bit. 
lackadaisical, mm. a little bit sloppy, and all of a sudden the wall didn't do his job because I'm thinking they are all the players and the goalkeeper are thinking he can't score from here. He's 30 yards out, there has to be some hit. That's why I think they were a bit naive. Players jumping out of the way, not, not standing their ground, being strong, um, being willing to stand up in the wall and obviously help your goalkeeper. So I think that was that I think that maybe come into the player's head as well. He was so far out, didn't expect Stengs to score from there. Barry, you've never really heard of that, the players making a decision to change how Yeah, I was surprised, but generally I'm just going in the managers that I worked where everything was on the board and you had your set position in the wall. Yeah. Um, so I was surprised when the same for set pieces against that. You yep. knew you knew what area mm -hmm. if you marked zonally or if you marked um man for man. Mm -hmm. You knew I knew exactly where yeah. I was, or I knew in exactly we knew the what zone. Who was first, yeah. second, third, and fourth? Yeah. Or sometimes we had five in. But certainly, when you're putting that wall, you have got to take a hit in the sore ones. You have. Mm. Celtic haven't got the the, the height and the, the physicality because if you think Lagerbielka and Scales, yeah. they're back in in their own box marking. You've only got maybe Matt O'Reilly, who's the other sort of six footer. Yeah. And you've got to make sure he's on his left-hand side that maybe shift Kyogo. Mm. But as Brendan said, that's where the players have to take responsibility on the pitch. Overall performance, Brendan Rodgers? Really positive. I think that we play fine order in the last game, in the group stage. And, and what tonight showed me is that we're going to be competing and fighting in this group. The players show great attitude and, and courage to play. You know, you're coming to you know, a stadium that's scoring goals, left, right and centre, and a team that's scoring goals. But... In that first 60 minutes, we were well in the game and uh, we created chances. And, and like I say, with a wee bit more finesse and better decision-making, we, we could have been in front. So that gives me great confidence for the remainder of the group. And of course, there's, there, there's learning there. There's learning for, for the players in certain situations that you can get punished at this level. But, but overall, frustrated and for the players because they, they give so much, they work so hard. And... Uh, but the big point for me was their spirit was never broken. You know, yeah. you, you know, we asked the final players and against against the team that they were playing tonight that they, they never gave up, and that's always good going into the next game. Sorry, Paul, you looked at me. There. Yeah, you yeah. looked at me yeah. there as if I could come in. Sorry, yeah. man. No, that was Paul's fault. Wasn't it? Exactly. Always <laughs> is. It was. In, I was in the wall. I was too weird. Yeah, in but the wall. What, what he means yeah. by what he means by they could have gone in front. They they yeah. broke away Celtic and Hitati. Yeah. If he if he just. Gets his head up, he could mm. slide Kyogo in, who's in a great position alongside him. Maeda went through, this was when it was nil nil. Yeah. Maeda went through, and then the go their goalkeeper made a great save down yeah. to his right. Is Hitati going so to get They could have got a goal. I think Hitati yeah. will improve. As that, that was the biggest surprise for me because yeah. his vision is normally very good, yeah. Hitati. Yeah. And when he gets in that position, and you see the two centre backs closing to try and stop the shot, normally he's got that bit of vision bump. Put it to the side and then Kyogo's in with a free shot on goal. Let's turn to Rangers. See, then, then. Uh -huh. one, yeah. Weird how he, he took the shot. He, 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 he dug it. He it was, had to dig it out, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, it was strange. But it was a good strike as well. Yeah. Powell with his uh -huh. left foot as yeah, well. Yeah. It was yeah. weird. See, when I was watching yeah. that, I was thinking, how's he hitting that? The keeper was at full stretch, by mm, the way. No, he no. really was at a stretch yeah. out with his right hand. And they weren't brilliantly defensively, were they? They were there to be no, tested. They, again, it's, this is a modern way of playing out for the back oh. and and sometimes look look I enjoy watching it but there's a time and a place for that I think I think too many teams to take too many chances sometimes you get your team up to the 
halfway line and get it in the opposition half. Even Edison does it for Manchester. Yeah. Look how good they are at playing out. Mm. But when when the other team are pressing high, you can't take a risk. You really can't. I'm, I'm saying to Joe something, just put your foot through it, Joe. Play your foot through it. Get it in the opposition's half. But I think Brendan is part of the do with that. The manager wants them to have the confidence to play out. When they get it right, it looks brilliant. But sometimes, you know, when you overplay, that, that that's when you can... Um, no, that's where you can give the ball away. European football is here in Glasgow tonight, in Govan, Ibrook Stadium, under the lights. Real Betis come to town and Michael Beale is hoping and he knows there'll be a huge crowd there and they'll be right behind the team. I think they'll be behind the team. They, you know, they show that every week. They support us. You know, the, I thought the fans were excellent at St Johnston at the weekend. There was um, they cheered the team off, they clapped them off. So I think they want to see uh, their team go after Real Betis and we'll do that as best as we can. They're a good side, you know. Players like Ishko in there and the Jose Perez, we have to be careful with some of their attacking players. But the most important thing tomorrow is that we come off that pitch and we're talking about Rangers players. That's the aim for everybody. As I say, it's a, it's a real high quality game. We're looking forward to it. We have been since the draw came out. Drove past today, Barry, and the, the vans are there ready, you know, the TV trucks, satellites and all the rest. So what we're going to see tomorrow night? Well, I think I would like to see an attack-minded Rangers really go for Betis. But behind that attack, you've got to be very organised. Like the two sitters in midfield and the two centre-backs, I've got to make sure they're in the right position because if it breaks down, Betis have got players in their team that, that could hurt you. But... I'm all for it. Just go for it. Come out the traps. Um, real quick attack, attacking style. Um, but as I say, the most important thing is when you want to play like that with the two full-backs really high up the pitch, you need to make sure you're spot on just behind that. What's your scoreline? I think there's going to be goals in it, Paul. I do. I, I think there's going to be goals in it. I'm going to go 3-2 Rangers. Wow. Yeah, that, I think there's going game. to be a few. Yeah, I think oh, there's going yeah. to be. I, I think it's going to be back and forth a wee bit. Some game to watch tomorrow night, John. Yeah. What do you reckon? Um, I think Rangers can win as well. Um, I do. I, th I don't think Real yeah. Betis the six in La Liga. It was very early to yeah, talk about sure. league positions anyway. Yeah. But I, I just think they got the bit between their teeth um, after the weekend. Michael Beals took an awful lot of criticism. I think the players might get behind him and put. Yeah. put a, put extra effort in and we shouldn't be saying that the effort yeah. should be there every game but I think they've looked at it players read the press yeah. players, players listen to what's going on tune in. Yeah. and I think they owe their manager a, a good performance in Europe I think Rangers might win they might nick it 2-1 okay. Aberdeen can they do anything? No I, I think tough, I, I'm trying yeah. Frank for the boy yeah. uh, too strong for Aberdeen John do you agree? Tough yeah, for the Dons. I do, yeah. yeah. Okay. John, thank you so much for okay, flying man. straight back in. No problem. Landed that's here commitment. in the Gorbals. Exactly. No, that's Where did you land? Do anything for Andrew Quid, <laughs> As much. John, thanks so much. Barry, thank you so much. Cheers. Enjoy tomorrow night. Barry, you're uh, back on... Hopefully. Yeah, you're back on Friday along with Mark Weedy tomorrow night, Andy Walker and Craig Moore building up to the big game. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face-to-face -face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go! 
Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, and air source heat pumps. We offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023.